Hello, and welcome to our podcast, All the Things. We're here to talk about all the things. Faith, politics, race, gender. All the things that have been off the table, we're going to talk about those things. Again, welcome to All the Things. Let's get started with today's episode. Hi everyone, I'm Bernal Miller. I'm Dr. Jen Self. And I'm Erin Tim. We're here to talk about all the things. And y'all, my, my partners in crime have not even seen the opening video that we're gonna watch today. So we're just, this is gonna be a setup. A surprise. See where we go. Yeah, surprise. They don't even know what they're about to look at, but we're gonna share a video and y'all don't need to see. If you wanna watch it, you can see it on Instagram. But um, you're going to hear some stuff in this video, and um, we're going to respond to this. So, surprise. Get ready, get ready, get ready. All right. Are you sure, are you, sure you want me in this room, Aaron? Say because oh, I'm positive. I'm positive. All right. I'm going to do my best to, to get us to there. All right. Here we go. I have to unmute it. All right.
She's already broken three world records and I didn't know about her at all until she won the spelling bee. I know. It's true. I thought the same thing because I, you know, I've actually like I I I have seen I mean, I don't know why this came through on my feed because I actually don't follow any I don't follow any white basketball player athletes except for maybe super i mean like super's not I, she's israeli but i don't she's like maybe the only white athlete that i follow and and yet i've i've had some young white basketball players come through and i've seen like some of their videos and i follow a lot of black athletes and i've never seen zayla avant-garde until she won the scripts spelling bee and then i started seeing her basketball videos and I was like where I like you are already better than I ever was <laughs> like you already you're 14 yeah. you're better than I ever was so yes. you know it's, she's amazing and she's it's 13,000 words a day and the drills she's doing in the, those videos are just like amazing this kid is amazing so my, my response is what, meaning thank you, it's about time. I'm not surprised, but I've never heard um, whiteness center blackness yeah. ever around black women. And I talked to you about this when we, you know, a long time, our, one of our first podcasts when we talked about Amanda Gorman and everybody falling on the floor over um, the black brilliance that they just discovered. I'm like, I cannot tell you how many times over, how many Amandas, Zaylas that I that I could hold in, I, my arms can't even hold the amount of black brilliance that I get to see and know about, yeah. uh, including, you know, in my own family and, and myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at you on the screen, Aaron, I'm like, who, what, mm -hmm. there's no, nobody's ever, talks about our brilliance, right. but the highlight on the propaganda and negativity um, around that to um, overshadow any and everything that black women do. And it's the, yeah. it's turning. You better be careful how you treat black women. We, we are stepping out, we are stepping up, um, we are seeing each other. This tool of Zoom and, and internet, I'm telling you, we realize how purposefully we have been kept apart from each other and recognizing and celebrating our own brilliance and beauty and love and, 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 and talent galore. So yeah. I'm, well, thank you, whoever that was. I, you said her name, but I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, I don't I remember anybody's name, but for highlighting and centering, thank you for this award, but this, the focus should be on, how, how come I even get to do this job? Who are the women behind the scenes who are making this possible for me to even get this award? Why don't we say their names and highlight them unless we're body shaming them by some coach and you know that, all that all over the news? Well, that's what I love about her. She literally named yeah, she every named black woman yeah. on yeah. her team, every yeah. black coach, every black person. I mean, she literally does that. Like she yeah. names each of them. And I just thought, yeah. I have never seen anybody do that before. Yeah. Like to take that like probably the biggest award of her life mm -hmm. to take that and to say, okay, thank you. But, yeah. but 
here are the names of the women yeah. that I want to elevate. I just thought that was, it reminds me of you, Jenna. That's partly why I didn't want you to watch it beforehand because it reminds me of how you show up and why um, it's one of the million things that I love about you. But, but I feel like that's how you have shown up for me over the last Thanks. year now. And um, so it just reminded me of you. Thanks. I said, I've only known you a year. I'm like, I don't know anybody who shows up like you like that. That's just incredible. Well, thanks. And I, I'm wanting, and I'm seeing, I'm, I'm seeing more and more, you know, it's not like everybody, but more and more I'm seeing people like that being willing to do that kind of thing. And so I hope that that continues to happen. Um, Cause that's what we, that's what we need. We need people continuing to say, well, okay, but, and this actually right here, actually is, this is what's happening and it has been happening. It's not like, you know, we were saying, Fernell, we were talking about this is the year of the black woman. And actually I've said, what I said is every year has been the year of the black woman. This is just the year that we're, <laughs> this is the year that we're noticing that this is the year of the black woman. So, um, hey, welcome to the world, everybody. Yeah, and, and behind the scenes of, of civil rights movements, who do you think is doing that? that? That's right. That, that, isn't that the truth? In all that work. I mean, we're sitting with it right now in the, in the groups of youth that we're with. Who's there? That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I love that. And I just, I thought, you know, one of the things that struck me from the SB's award, um, too, was that she said really clearly, you know, sports define the narrative. Sports mm. control the narrative, yeah, yeah, right. And sports writers and broadcasters control the narrative. And I, I love her calling that out because I think that is absolutely true. And isn't scripts? Isn't that also ESPN? Oh gosh, I, I want to say there's a sports. Oh yeah, organization connected to the script spelling bee. Hmm. Um, and I can't remember now, but that's interesting. I just think it's interesting. What are the narratives that get promoted, and and which narratives are most powerful in our country? Well, the most powerful narratives are, you know, black people belong on fields and courts. That's where we belong. They're entertaining, right? Mm -hmm. but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's why I think, for me, it struck such a chord to think about all the videos I've now seen of Zayla, and I mean. Zayla, in all honesty, I've not, I've been working with kids for 30 years. I've not ever met a, a child that is so broadly, I don't care what color, that's so broadly talented. And yet I think it does speak volumes that we only heard about her because, yeah. because of the spelling bee. Like why, why were we not telling her story? Like what 14 year old or 13 year old has broken three world records? I know that's, I mean, that's really <laughs> unusual. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's highly unusual to, to get that and to get that focus to be like okay i'm not only am i really good at this thing but i'm going to find i'm going to i'm going to focus in and find these records and then i'm going to set out and i'm going to break them i mean that's i mean you know that takes a lot of focus it takes a lot of it takes research it takes focus it takes practice it takes all of these things that that are unusual yeah mm -hmm. And even looking at the fact that they're bringing out that she's the first African-American to win in 90 years or whatnot, it's like, well, how, how many, do we want to look at the, the ways that went into how how that or the organizations and all the school establishment have been not conducive to right. black people mm -hmm. staying 
you know, being able to get the education that they say they, you know, deserve. It's like, ooh, we're getting something else, aren't we? And we're getting pushed to prison pipeline, aren't we? And we're getting this, aren't right. we? And, That's right. And, 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 it, and the kids who could spell like that with without um, studying and genius, where, where do those kids get to go or be or be recognized? Because they're out of the box. And since we're out of the box of that narrative that we have, then gosh, guess where are they? Yeah. Pushed out of school. Black girls are pushed out of school more than any other group. Yeah. And gosh, for, for all the ones pushed out and one to get through. How, have you all seen Akila and the Bee? Have you seen the movie Akila and the Bee? Yeah. No. It's one of my favorite. Oh my gosh, Dan. It is one of my favorite all-time movies. And I, it is, yeah, I, I mean, it speaks it. to everything yeah. that Fernell is talking about. Yeah. Um, so it's not only that you need to be smart to win the spelling bee. You don't need to be smart. You need to be part of a team, which means your school needs to have a team. So Akilah's yeah. school does not have a team. So Akilah has to go somewhere else, right? right? And so it's all these navigating factors. I mean, I, I love the movie because I think it speaks to systemic racism. Mm -hmm. it, it speaks about all the, the hurdles that Akila has to overcome in order to... So um, we got all this brilliance in our yeah. schools and right. urban centers. It's always there. But if they don't have opportunities to shine, then they don't get lifted up to be at a, a spelling bee. Right. Um, you know, so who gets to even participate in a spelling bee? I mean, it means your school has to have a spelling bee. And how many schools and poor communities have spelling bees? And yeah. so it speaks to all this systems stuff. And so when I watched Zayla, I thought, man, that's a Kula and the bee. Yeah. And I love, I love, it's one of, literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the first kid from uh, Louisiana to, or first person from Louisiana to win this as well. So that I mean, that speaks to what you're talking about about the um, about the schools as well. Um, well access and, and equity. That's that brings it all back to that. And so yeah. again, the answer why, why equity? Well, that's why. Yeah, this is right. And the act, you know, you have the access on that. That's just not going to work. Yeah. And it's on purpose. So you yeah. know that. It's just... The other we had an interesting conversation with um the the lady who made my fabulous oh, nice. this morning. So <laughs> she is she is white and um Seventh Day Adventist and grew up super conservative, but has really had this awakening. I would say for sure since Ahmad Arbery, but even before I would say the last five years, she's really had this awakening about race. And so she and her husband went back and watched the whole scripts. Um the whole spelling bee and watched how composed uh, Zayla was, but also watched her interviews afterwards and said, you know, even Zayla was very conscientious about talking about mm -hmm. her poofy hair and how important it was for her to have poofy hair yeah. and to really represent. And, you know, Fernell and I, we talk about this all the time, just the rep how important representation is. And so even though we realize the brilliance in young people all over, so many of our young people don't get a chance to see that in their teachers or coaches yeah. or whatever. And so, you know, the, the power of Gorman, the power of Zayla is, okay, there's a new story in town. It was the power of Obama and Michelle Obama and President Obama that, man, we know this is possible, but the children need to be able to see it in person. They need to see that physical representation and how important it is for children to be able to see that and think, oh, if she can do it, I can do it too. Yeah, for sure. See, so it can't be it. Yeah, I know. She, that was one of the one of the things that she said was, I really hope that 
that in the next few years, we'll see so many more black children participating. And I, I just thought about that in my mind is just like, of course, of course, we're going to see that now. I mean, yeah. what you were saying about teams, and I just thought, this is going to inspire so many, so many kids and so many schools to really work to like create these teams for these kids. Because now, like you, you just said, you can't see you can't be it. Now they've now they can see this and for themselves. And I, I can imagine that, yeah. No, anyways. I wonder cool. too, there's another thing that I think, as I think about all three of us as um, pretty high level athletes, um, I think about my husband who is a high level athlete too, and, and a really smart guy too, black guy who disrupted narratives. You know, I think about him when we first met and in his mind, he thought, well, you know, if everyone just worked as hard as I did, mm -hmm. he kind of bought into that bootstrap right, right, right. thing up front is, you know, I just worked hard. I worked, and I'm like, yeah, we worked hard. And you have a lot of like mm -hmm. being six foot two and 240 pounds of solid muscle, like right. really helps when you're trying to play football in college. Right. Um, there's some other factors, but I've thought a lot as I watch my husband and I navigate the world. But even as I listen to your story, Jen, and your story for now, like, why should it require this kind of supernatural um, That's right. commitment to excellence to, to be anything? It like, why, why should it require, like, it going as, as hard as the three of us have gone to be elevated at all? Like, what, when I know there are plenty of folks that I know who don't have my skin color, who are cisgender, oh, yeah. um, hetero, who are pretty average, who have really powerful roles in the world. And yeah. it just really makes me think there's something Chris Rock said, and I can't remember in what short video, but it was years ago. He said, I'll know we've arrived when a black guy can be mediocre in comedy yep. and still be famous. Yeah. Well, th this is the connection that I made to, um, to Nicole um, Joan, uh, Jones, uh, Jones Hannah, is it Jones? Hannah, Hannah, Hannah Jones, Jones. thanks, I get those two yeah. mixed up. Nicole Hannah Jones this week is, watching her do her interview um, was, I mean, it was an incredible, I just thought her interview was incredible um, because she, she did something that I, that you rarely see. You, she just, she showed her pain and her vulnerability and her power. And she just showed all of that that um, in that interview I thought was really uh, like brave and probably really scary for her and talked about being embarrassed and all of those things. And, and I think this is so connected to, to Zayla's story too, in that here she is, this incredibly credentialed person. I mean, there's, there's and, then, and then she's asked, Gail asked her, is there any reason to think that there that you were denied tenure for any other reason? Just, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Look at my credentials. This is absolutely a political act, and there is no other. And even in, and Gail has to ask that question, right? That because she has to give her the opportunity to answer it. But you can see, even in the asking of the question, you can see her have this moment where it feels like she still has to defend herself, even though she's sitting with someone who believes her and is wanting to help her have her story and is helping her tell this, tell this triumphant moment where she's going to Howard, even in this moment where it's like, she still has that feeling of, 
I have to, I have to defend myself. And I just, I was like, wow, this, this, this is such a, this is such an incredible story and also so painful. And she is speaking for so many people right now mm -hmm. and who have experienced this in academia, who have gone through the exact same process she has and have been denied a job, tenure, a, a PhD, the, the, a master's, anything. When we know, we know people, I, I, a, a job, a teaching job. I mean, I sat there just feeling like, oh yeah, for different reasons, but I know what you're talking about. I've experienced that. And um, I just, I, I mean, I, I thought what she did, did so much for so many people. Um, it really moved me. And it was really painful to watch that and to, and to hear that she had to go through that. Defend her brilliance. Yeah. I feel like Kimberly Crenshaw's having to do the same around CRT. Yep. So absolutely. I, because Dr. Molly and I are, are hosting a, a, the webinar this week. I've been listening to everything from Kimberly Crenshaw because I want to speak from the person who actually coined the terminology. Yeah. I'm not trying to look at anyone else's research. I want to look at the research of the person who actually created the term. And yep. and so I've been listening to Kimberly and one of the the people interviewing her actually two different interviews, the person said, okay, I'm not dumb, and I know you're not dumb, but I'm going to play dumb right now because I feel like I need to create space for you to just start from the beginning and explain to us what is this thing. And and I could, it was two black women talking, so black women interviewing her, and um, but it was that same thing, like you could see the pain of it, like Kimberly Quinta has been doing this work since the 80s, yeah. and now you're questioning it. I know. And now you're suddenly redefining it, and yeah. Now I have to start from scratch explaining this to you. Um, and yes. just how she's being misrepresented and her work is being misrepresented. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And like Fernal always says, I mean, there's intention in that. Like they are intentionally weaponizing her work. Yeah. Intentionally mis misrepresenting her work. Um, yeah. Disinformation. Yeah. yeah. It's just yep. icky. Yeah. Um, who's making a lot of money? Off of that's right. Work. That's right. Yeah. Fox News. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Racism is a is a beautiful money maker. Yeah. Yeah. And fear. And the oh, and the way these stories are being the way these stories are being um, told on the news, the, and the way they're using CRT. To stand in for every, I'm like, what, 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 since when do you tell a story about CRT? That's not even a thing that you even knew how to say. And, and now, and now you're telling every story about CRT. I'm like, that's, that, what are you, that is so, it's bizarre. It's land. so, it is bizarre land. It's bizarre land. It's so cynical and so purposeful and, ugh. Like a few, you know, just like last year, they would have, if we had talked about Kimberly Crenshaw and her, and her theories, they would have said, oh, oh, the, oh her who? Oh, oh, that's, that's the person who talks about what? Intersection. That's nothing. I mean, the, you know, they, ah, it's just so. All the things. Yeah. All those things. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I think we have exhausted ourselves on all the things <laughs> today. I think we're exhausted. It's happy, y'all. It's happy talking about this stuff, but I, I'm glad I get to talk about it with, with awesome people. That always gives me hope that they, they're saying people in the world. When, when folks are behaving badly, I'm like, oh, but I get to talk to brilliant people who have their heads on stage. Yes. And, and, thank you. Thank and, you, friends. And hopeful people. Zayla's father gave her, I, I don't know if you read this, but her father gave, mm -hmm. changed her last name to avant-garde from uh, Heard was her last name. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And he changed it um, to uh, to give honor to John Coltrane because, you know, they live near New Orleans and yeah. and to uplift John Coltrane and jazz. And I just, I just love that. But I love that about him and her and their yeah. story. And just, I'm like, okay. Yeah. The hope, the hope that lives in people who just have to constantly fight to be seen and valued, even though they are incredible. They didn't know we were seeds. Okay. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Grow, baby, grow. Okay, friends. Well, I guess I will see you all. Or we'll see them next week. But we'll I'll see, see you all probably tomorrow or the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for all those things, all these things, all the time. So good. To find Fernell Miller, look for her at The Root of Us on Facebook and Instagram, as well as LinkedIn. And check out her book, You Are Here, Field Guide for Racial Reality, on the website. If you want to reach Dr. Tensa, you can find them on LinkedIn or at brick13.com. If you're looking for Erin Jones, you can find her on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can also purchase a copy of her book she co-authored, Thrive, on Amazon. Until next time, keep talking about all the things.